Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Down as we throw it down. The Lakers victorious 102-96. One win away from the NBA championship. LeBron James. Uh, close to an epic uh, title run in which it'll really add to his legacy. You consider the passing of Kobe Bryant, you consider it would be his uh, fourth championship, third different team, would make him uh, an iconic Los Angeles Laker. Um, it would get revenge against Pat Riley. There's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of boxes being checked off here for LeBron James. Love him or hate him, um, it's LeBron's world, and we're just living in it. Uh, right now and it's not even about LeBron dominating or scoring 50 points a game or anything like that because in the end you know it doesn't matter right like LeBron whatever whatever LeBron does he's going to get criticized that oh yeah he won but he only scored 19 points and it was it was everyone there's always going to be something but trust me all right 10 years from now 15 years from now when they're doing the uh, the documentaries on LeBron we're not going to be talking about how many points he scored uh, in these games and anyways, man, the guy's rewriting the, the, the history books. And I don't want to get into the debate, and we're not going to do it. They're different players. It's different eras and all that. Uh, but this is going to be massive for the LeBron James brand and legacy to pull it off, get to four, and then, you know, I don't think he gets to six. I don't know. But he could. Yeah, actually, I can't say that. I don't know. Does he want to? Is he obsessed with it? He probably is. He's not probably not going to admit it, just as he didn't admit that he desperately wants to beat the Miami Heat. But the Miami Heat aren't done yet. The Miami Heat, um, well, they're done kind of like, yeah, whatever. But whether the Miami Heat win or not, you and I aren't getting rings, right? We're not getting any playoff bonus or anything like that. The only way we're making money off this series is being on the right side. And although the Los Angeles Lakers are up right now, three games to one, the fact of the matter is, that it is the Miami Heat who are three and one against the spread in this series. And hey, that's all that matters. Good teams win, great teams cover, as uh, I believe Jay Cornegay coined. All right, we're going to get into the Dodgers as well. Yankees, Rangers, Sports Race Late Night, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. 
I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. Well, I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Sports Rage late night. I am Morenci. Thanks to Steve Merrill for kicking it uh, with us. And for the record, Steve Merrill has confirmed uh, the numbers. So we were talking from a betting perspective and from what, like, the reality is. that we all know there's, like, different, you know, there's, like, the odds. And then there's, like, the real, what the real odds are. Like, a good example is, like, what's the standard payout for a three-team parlay? You know, let's say a three-team football parlay. You know, what, you know, six to one, five to one, in between five to one, six to one. Uh, you know, books aren't really paying seven to one anymore. You know, I mean, you're not really going to get seven to one, but in that range. But I believe that the real, I think the real odds of winning is it, shouldn't it be, shouldn't it be 14 to one? Like, shouldn't you get four, to, like, if it was reality, like, shouldn't you be getting 14 to one type thing? But that's it, not, right? You don't get like that. Like, I, you know, I don't like when people always say, well, I can't, I would bet it if I got that. Well, it's like, well, they're not offering that. It's like, yeah, well, you know what? Like, um, I'd buy a Ferrari if they were offering it for $42, but they're not $42. So, you know, oh, I would if it cost that. But I'm just being real. Like, what would it take to put me in that car? Like, if I'm a, if I'm a car salesman, what will it take you, like, you know, to, to get in this car? What can I do to get you in this Miami Heat car right now? 22 to 1? 22 to 1, I'm walking off this lot right now. And a car deal comes out, he says 22 to 1. I'm walking off the lot right now. I'm like George Costanza, I'm getting mad. I'm walking off the lot right now. All right, sir, all right, sir. Uh, 30 to 1. Nah, that's not good. 40 to 1? So Steve Merrill has informed us that the real odds should be uh, 50 to 1. So you're getting 22 to 1, but it really should be 50 to 1. But, all right, so we have what the real odds are at 22 to 1. We have what technically they should be at 50 to 1. But let's just be real. That's That might be what they should be, but don't you need more? Like, I don't think there's a 50 to 1 chance that Miami does this. Like, is it that improbable that they win three games in a row? Yes, you have to say yes. <laughs> like. The thing is, like, yeah, they've won one of the games, and yeah, they're covering point spreads, but it's not like they're they're close to winning these games. They're close, they hang around, but they don't do enough. And I don't want to hear about the injury stuff. All right. And if anyone comes out and I you know what? I'm staying true to my word. I'm staying true to my word because 
I took offense as a Toronto Raptor fan when people said, oh, well, you know, the Warriors are injured and stuff. It's like, yeah, whatever, the Warriors are injured. Nobody cried about Kevin Durant being hurt when they played the Portland Trailblazers in the Western Conference Finals, I might add. And in fact, I remember all the basketball jackass experts saying, oh, they're better without KD. They don't need them. Look, they swept the Blazers. And then they lose a game or two to the Raptors. Oh, yeah, well, they don't have KD. Right? Well, you can't have it both ways, uh, clown boy. All right? Like, it's, it's, you know, you, it can't be that way. And, and whatever. Kevin Durant did play. He came back. He played. He got hurt again. What do you want? Is it the Raptors' fault that Kevin Durant was injury prone? Is it the Raptors, you know? Clay Thompson played. He got hurt. You know, this year, the Raptors in the playoffs, Kyle Lowry got hurt. Sergi Baca got hurt. It is what it is. I didn't cry about it. Oh, well, you know, it's, it, is, it is what it is. No. Part of, the, part of winning a championship is staying on the court. And another thing is, too, the Raptors, like, beat the Warriors all the time. All right? Like, the Raptors beat them all the time. Like, even before, like, the Raptors are, like, 8-2 and two the last 10 times they played the Warriors. Even when the Warriors had everybody. It was just a weird matchup. The Raptors were the better team at that time. It is what it is. So what I'm telling you right now is, and listen, I thought Miami had a chance coming into this series, but I'm telling you right now, if Bam Adebayo and Gordon Dragic never got hurt, the Lakers would still be up. And like, really, would it be 2-2 right now? Can you make that argument? It'd be 2-2? Or would you say, nah, it's still 3-1? I mean, let's not over-exaggerate. Gordon Dragic's good, but look, Bam Adebayo played tonight. And he didn't suck. In fact, like, you know what I mean? Like, he got in foul trouble and stuff like he does all the time. But he didn't suck. They still lost. You know, it's, I, that's what I compared to the Atlanta Falcons, actually. And I'm sorry to bring up those sorry son of a bitches. Um, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. But they kept bringing up during the broad. Well, you know, the Falcons are without their safety. Well, like I said, unless your safety's Ronnie Lott. I don't want to hear it. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because if your safety was there, oh, it'd be way different right now. I know. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, you guys never blew leads with him there before. Right? Oh, it'd be totally, you know, it's always an excuse. So, if you're, and listen, everyone knows I'm not LeBron's biggest cheerleader, but I'm just being real here. If you're if you're out there and you're like, oh, well, it's not real. And I've seen people in our chat say it. I've seen people online. Oh, well, you know, if, if oh, the Miami Heat got hurt and stuff. Staying on the court is part of, uh, of, of playing sports. It is. You know, I, I know that injuries are freak. Um, it can happen. But I don't know. Some guys might have played the other night, you know, if you were bam out of bio. You know what I mean? Some dudes have played. Like, you know, Patrick Waugh played with, like, a ruptured spleen. All <laughs> right? Um, and he went to the hospital after. Like, some guys will do crazy things. Some guys won't. And, and I'm not challenging anyone's toughness. I don't. I, we never know the medical severity of anyone's injury. But I'm just telling you, I don't use it as an excuse. Because another thing is, too, I, I hate to blow it to people. Like, uh, I hate to blow your minds like this, but depth counts. Well, if we didn't lose this guy. Well, well, if ends and butts were candies and nuts, right? Well, how about you actually have a competent backup as well? Next man up. You know what I mean? Like these teams, they, you know, that, oh, well, we lost this guy, so we're screwed. Well, that's just bad general managing. It's bad team construction. You know, and I get it. Like if you say, because a couple of superstars get, you know, get knocked out, it is what it is. But, and, you know, I don't know. Would the series be 2-2? I don't think so. 
and this is coming from someone that's betting on the Miami Heat in every game, right? But I, what would really be different? I get, you know, Goran Dragic would bring a little to the table. I'm not, I'm not saying he wouldn't, but ultimately the Lakers are just better. Like, ultimately the Lakers make the shot when they have to. You know, like Tyler Hero and, and Robinson and these guys, they'll make shots, but it's not constant. It's not consistent. And listen, Jimmy Butler's been carrying this team, and Jimmy Butler's a warrior and all that, but I think Jimmy Butler's going to be in his hotel room staring at the ceiling like all night, thinking like, what the hell just happened, and what did I do, and what did I not do? In which, I don't know. And I know I follow this extremely closely. I had my eyes on, on him like a hawk, right? <laughs> I, had my, I had my eyes on him like a hawk because um, I had his prop, over 39.5 points, rebounds, and assists. So I was counting everything, and it was tight. He got there, but barely at the end of the game. So it was tight, and he was at 20 points, guys. Think back to the game. Just go back in your mental database here to the basketball game. Jimmy Butler didn't shoot. He took one shot off the top of my head. He took he took a, a three, which he's not a good three-point shooter, but he had an open look. He took a three in the fourth quarter. He missed. He got blocked by AD once. He went in and he got blocked by AD on, on like a layup on a drive. But he constantly passed the ball. He constantly passed the ball. Like, he gave it up to, like, he basically said here. He gave it to Hero all the time. And Hero was forced to shoot late in the shot clock often from weird positions. He put Hero, like, I don't know. I was just, it's like you're such, I don't know if he ran out of gas, but he needed to be more aggressive offensively. It's like, come on, Jimmy, take it to the line, bro. Take it to the line. Like, you know, I wanted, you know, the Lakers didn't have any fouls in the fourth quarter. And it's like, well, is that the league or is that uh, is that the Miami Heat that they're not taking it to the, to the rack? And Jimmy Butler kept on getting, you know, he just could have been more aggressive, I thought, late in his basketball. Would it have gotten over the top? Probably not, but it would have gotten him closer. More trades late night to Jimmy's bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. 
Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. I'm a turnover, still a little Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Portrait's late night continues. <laughs> Thanks to our crew. Midtown, Manhattan, repping uh, this evening in the late night hours. We appreciate it. Great job. Um, so, I was talking about the NBA Finals and, uh, you know, Gordon Dragic. Uh, and listen, Gordon Dragic is a very good basketball player and he would make a difference, but you always, people always think that things will be different. And it seems like, oh, but they were so close and they're so close. Everything changes. You can't just say that none, you know, missed this many shots and it would have been different. The flow of the game would have been different, different players. I'm not saying the Miami Heat didn't get dealt a bad hand, but that's part of sports. It is what it is. So, like, when people put it this way, guys, <clears throat> for you Miami Heat defenders out there now, crying, I should say that they're, oh, well, this and that. So, were you, were my, were the Miami Heat fans, what were you guys saying when, when the Greek freak wasn't playing against you? Oh, well, we would have beat them anyways, right? That's what you're going to say now, right? Well, yeah, yeah, we would have beat Milwaukee anyways, right? Well, you beat Milwaukee because the Greek freak wasn't there. And I know he was there for most of the series, but they also won and he wasn't there. And then, you know what I'm saying? It, it is what it is. It's like, you know what? They got, they got lucky at that time that Milwaukee fell apart. They were in the middle of a protest. You got the Greek freak and free agency. He gets hurt. It was a nightmare for the Milwaukee Bucks. Miami Heat feasted on it. Did did anyone feel sorry for the? Did anyone bring up that the Heat wouldn't have won if Bodanovich was there for the Pacers? Oh yeah, the Pacers didn't have their best player. I, I don't recall people like defending. Oh well, oh no, that's different then, right? You get my point. You see what I'm saying? The Miami Heat swept the team that was out without their best player, <laughs> without their All Star score. They like seriously, they played a team that was out without their 20 point a game guy. You won. Then you played a team with the MVP getting hurt where someone gets, like, shot in their in their hometown and, like, it all hell breaks loose. It's like protest. The league gets shut down. The Bucs are in the middle of it. Um, And next, you know, Miami Heat win. No one, no one complained. Oh, wow. No, no. And I'm sure right now, oh, well, they would have won anyways. Then they would have won there. Well, whatever. You can say the same. Well, the Lakers would have won too then. That's sports. That's the NBA. If you notice, every damn series, someone gets hurt. That's 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 the way it goes. Like that. That's just that's just the way that it. Uh, that's just the way that it is. Uh, but the Los Angeles Lakers, man, you know they deserve a lot of credit. Steve Merrill brought it up earlier when he said, "Look, who do they have? Who do they have?" I think that's partially by design. By LeBron James. I think LeBron James, like, because if LeBron James wins, then it's like, wow, this guy's unbelievable. And you know LeBron likes that. 
in which it's like, well, you know, I didn't, I don't have Scottie Pippen. I didn't, I didn't have, you know, I don't, I didn't have all these players. And like LeBron likes, you know, to have the reputation that he carried everyone. And it's, you know, well, wow, what, a, what an amazing feat that he won with these guys. And then if he loses, he'll just blame them. Look at tonight, man. He turned on Kuzma in a heartbeat, right? Like right away on the court. Oh, I can't believe you threw that. You know what I mean? Like LeBron will turn on your ass fast, right? And as much as I, I'm I'm pumping LeBron's tires tonight, I do think he's a phony. Like I said, like you know what I mean. I don't think he, I don't think he's he's like a coach that he's trying to motivate people. Look what he did to J.R. Smith, the famous what the hell, like right, dude. The game went to overtime. That, they didn't lose the game on that play. They didn't shoot at the end of regulation, and then it went to overtime. LeBron James flipped out of J.R. Smith, then refused to stand in the huddle with the team, and then they lost, right? That's not like being, you know what I mean? That's not being a leader. That's just being a jackass. But that's LeBron. So as much as I'm going to big him up, I'm just being real here. LeBron likes it this way, right? Yeah, look, I won with Dwight Howard, man. I, I won with Kyle Kuzma. And then if he doesn't win, what do you want me to do, man? I got Dwight Howard and Kyle Kuzma. It's like, yeah, well, you know what? You're the one that wants all these guys all the time. You're the de facto GM, right? You know, that's the thing LeBron, like and with his phoniness. I mean, when LeBron said, I didn't know the day Black got fired in Cleveland. He goes, they don't. I didn't know the coach got fired. I had no idea. You know, like, why lie, bro? Right? You're lying. You're, you're lying. It just, it's just, it is. It is what it is. It is who he is. And, you know, I get it. I'm not even really calling him out for it. When you're that big, you know, he's like the politicians that he criticizes. LeBron will criticize politicians, but, you know, you're a phony too. When it was convenient for you to shut up about China, you shut up. But when everything else, like whatever, you got an opinion on everything except when it's going to cost you your film distribution of Space Jam 2 or 3, whatever the hell it is in China. Right? So... You know, like Pat Riley said it best about LeBron when he said after it, he didn't name his name, but he said when LeBron was gone in Miami, he said, well, we're rebuilding now. But he goes, it's nice to have guys that don't have fake smiles with hidden agendas. <laughs> and that's why LeBron hates him. And this is where we come full circle that that here we go, that LeBron can, you know, LeBron can win one for Kobe, win one for Laker Nation and stick it to Pat Riley and the Miami Heat. It doesn't get much better than this. You know, and I tell you what, I, I look, and I almost look forward to hearing them. Because I got to believe, if you're LeBron James, what would the best championship be? It can't be the Miami Heat ones. Like, as far as your memory. Yeah, that was your first one, but, yeah, you know what I mean? You were kind of a douchey team. You know, that was a team that money bought, so to speak. You guys ganged up on everybody. And even with you and LeBron and Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, it was Ray Allen that always saved your ass all the time. Like, Ray Allen was the clutch guy. And, you know, like, no one, it wasn't like, oh, what an accomplishment. LeBron won a, a title. It was like, yeah, whatever, dude. You teamed up and you guys, like, you, you stacked the deck and you won. And you won twice out of four times only. Uh, and you promised you were going to win six times in a row with this lineup. but. And then you guys broke up out of ego. So 
I got to always believe that the championship in Cleveland, you know, the local kid, the local team never wins. He brings a championship home. I, you got to believe that's pretty good. But as a betting man, I'm willing to lay it down that he steps up and he says that this is the, this is the best one. He's going to talk about Kobe. He's going to talk about the bubble. He's going to talk about COVID and the pressure and being a Laker. And this is the, this is the best one. And I, I, I got to say that it is. I got to say that it is. So as far as like, you know, ooh, the Miami Heat were hurt, as I stated. So are the Indiana Pacers that uh, the Miami Heat beat. So are the Milwaukee Bucks that the Miami Heat beat. Right? Like, um, oh, yeah, Gordon Hayward was hurt with the Miami Heat, too. You know what I mean? Like, we, we, we can go on. It just, that's sports. It is, it is what it is. It is what it is. But as much as I'm talking like it's a done deal, Part of me, like I said earlier, the Lakers, the Lakers, it's Friday night. They've been in this stupid bubble in Orlando for a long time. You know they want to get the hell out of there. And you know they all have pretty good lives awaiting them too, right? So, like, they're all, you know, not all of them. Danny Green's going back to a condo, but you know what I mean? LeBron's going back to a mansion. AD's going back. Like, AD lives, like, where the Fresh Prince live type thing. Um, you know what I mean? Like they, AD's got a lot of money waiting for him as a free agent. Like there's just, there's a lot going on for them. LeBron can get back to his business. Think about it. LeBron's a big businessman. He's not running his business. He's been all in this bubble. You know, they want to get the hell out of there so they can win on Friday night and then party their ass off and be back home, you know, by the end of the weekend type thing. But, but. I think the Miami Heat have one left. I think they have the Miami Heat are going to bring it. The Heat, I could see the Heat bringing it and and winning this game on Friday and then forcing forcing them to play a game, um, forcing them to play a game six on Sunday. That's how I think this is going to play out. So as it is right now, I'm I'm liking the Miami Heat here. We saw the Lakers take the pedal off the metal in the last game. And I think they could as well. The only thing is, LeBron brought up after the game, and I do believe him in which he stated, and word out of the bubble is, like, LeBron is, like, up all night all the time. That LeBron's not sleeping. And yeah, you know, he said it after the game. He goes, uh, he goes, yeah. He goes, I'm not going to sleep. He goes, no sleep. He goes, no sleep until this thing's done. And basically, LeBron James is, like, going back to the room, and he's, like, going and meeting with the coaches and stuff. Like, <laughs> They're insane, and they're breaking down tape, like, right away. Like, I don't know if you heard his comments after the game, but he goes, yeah, he goes, I'm going back to the room. He goes, no sleep. And he goes, we got to figure this thing out. And he goes, no sleep until this thing's done. And it was Rachel Nichols that reported that basically he's up until 4.30 in the morning every morning going over tape and talking to the coaches about about the upcoming game and matchups and rotations. He's taking this thing seriously. and. You know, I knew it, too. I brought it up, man, before the series started. When he said, oh, yeah, it's just another series and stuff, it wasn't true at all. You know, the Kobe stuff, AD earlier in the playoffs, yelling Kobe's name. Guys, this team's on a freaking mission. We're actually lucky we keep covering the spread betting against these guys, just for the record. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we, we bet against the Lakers every game in this series, pretty much. Uh, you know, like, we're in the playoffs, pretty much. It's like, we're lucky. All right, that we're, we're the heater three and one against the spread thanks to Tyler Hero. 
getting seven and a half. If you like the Miami Heat, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Portrait late night. I am Gabriel Morancy. Shout out to our radio affiliates, including the mightier 1090 SoCal in the house. Big night uh, in SoCal uh, tonight as the Los Angeles Lakers victorious and the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers score more runs than they got hits uh, this evening. And there was a lot going on uh, tonight, uh, but the Dodgers were getting no hit. And uh, of course, Mike Clevinger was a, a surprise uh, starter for San Diego. And, um, you know, he, he, there was a massive drop in velocity. They were concerned uh, about um, about him. So they pulled him out of the game. Uh, he, he didn't last. It was, boom, second inning. They, they had to go to their bullpen. And the Dodgers, we've seen this script before, man, Hollywood style, haven't we? And uh, what's the nickelback? I can't believe I'm quoting nickelback, but. Uh, ends like a Hollywood uh, horror movie, something like that. What's the line? Ends like a Hollywood horror, something like that. You get, you get the gist of it. It's the last time I try to quote Nickelback, who incidentally don't suck as much as people say they do. All right, Nickelback don't suck. I'm here to. I'm, I'm I've got contrarian takes tonight on the world. Nickelback are annoying. <laughs> like I get it. The dude's kind of, you know, douchey and Thule, the singer, and they've got some cheesy songs. I get it. But, like, by definitely, like, I don't know how Nickelback somehow became, like, the, the worst band in the world. Like, the butt of the law, oh, Nickelback, huh? I've seen Nickelback live. They're actually pretty heavy. They're good. All right? So, I'm on the record. You can quote me on that. And, in fact, feel free to make a promo of it. Yes, I said it. Nickelback do not suck. All right? Uh, but... We've seen this script before with the Dodgers. And I'll tell you what, man, San Diego are a freaking dangerous team, all right? They really are, especially in a five-game series. And we've been talking, and the theme of the night uh, you know, tonight in level two here has been injuries. And look at San Diego. It sucks for them. Their pitching staff got beaten down right before the playoffs. It is what it is. They had a great year. It's just that's sports, right? It's luck of the draw. It is what it is. It's got to be next man up. But they're a dangerous team. It's a five-game series. And the Dodgers just leave runners in scoring position repeatedly. They they leave guys on all the time. They couldn't get their offense going. They were trailing one nothing, And then finally the game gets uh, broken open. A massive win. These five-game series, man, there's not a lot of room for error. So especially the Los Angeles Dodgers. You want to talk about pressure, pressure on the Lakers. There's a ton of pressure on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Like, other than the New York Yankees, there's not a team in baseball with as much pressure on them. And... There, I, I'd say it's equal, except I almost, I'd have to say there's more pressure on the Dodgers in a sense. Listen, the Dodgers haven't won in 32 years. The Yankees have won, what, 10 years ago, which is a long time for them. And as someone that's lived in both cities and is a Dodger fan, I know the fan bases, I know the media, I know the cultures of both teams. And 
there's always going to be more pressure in New York, right? You can win the World Series, and the next day there's pressure on you, right? I mean, they boo you in New York. Like, you know, Stanton got booed in his first home game. He struck out four times, five times, or whatever it was. I think it might have been five or six. He struck out a million times. He went 0 for 5 with, like, five strikeouts, and they booed him the first game. Some guys can't handle it. Like, Dodger fans aren't booing you in the first game, in the first inning, because they're not even there in the first inning. So, yeah, Dodger fans are more hardcore. It used to be kind of weak, and they'd show up, like, in the third and leave in the sixth type thing, right? You know, the elite. Uh, but there's a lot of pressure on the Dodgers. Like, the Dodgers, even if the Dodgers win one, it's kind of a disappointment, like, on in a big picture. Like, put it, the Dodgers have to win. They've won seven straight division titles. Like this, it's the it, they're the Atlanta Braves of the '90s without the without the World Series. Like the Atlanta Braves won what, like 12, 13, 14 division titles. It was insane. Like the Braves were a dominant team, like for a year, for like a decade. Like the Braves were annoying. Yeah, I know it's a shocker, a team from Atlanta that didn't suck. Uh, but and speaking of, we'll get to the Braves in a minute. Today's Braves, but. Um, you know, that's what, you know, the Braves were known for. You know, Peyton Manning was sort of known for that. Aaron Rodgers only has one Super Bowl. We, you know, we can get into it winning once, but, like, the Dodgers need to win. It's been 32 years. They spent a ton of money on their team. Their roster is stacked. You can make an argument that they're always the better team on paper than the other team, and they haven't brought it home, right? And, yeah, the Houston Astros cheated. And, you know, we were talking about earlier no excuses, but there was something to that. The Astros cheated in the World Series. Like there was something to it. Like you look at the you look at the Dodger Stadium stats, and you look at the the the, the Astros Minute made stats, and there was something up there. Major League Baseball was lying. Manfred said, "Oh no, it wasn't postseason yet," because he doesn't he knew he doesn't really want to taint everything. It was already such a sham as it was. All right, you Darvish got lit up twice. They were cheating. That's different. That's different. But the Dodgers also choked against the Red Sox. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not. It wasn't just like oh, because the Astros cheated. The Dodgers have been unable to get it done. Cody Bellinger has been bad in the playoffs. I think Mookie Betts is a big difference maker now, just as far as like having a guy that's won before and not choked uh, in the room helps. Sort of like Kawhi Leonard with the Raptors. I think it's a great comparison, actually. You know, Raptors were really good. They were close, but they didn't know how to finish. Like, it was like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, who shoots? What, what, what do we do? <laughs> like, right? And Kawhi was like, get out of my way. I'll show you what to do. And you saw the Raptors were damn good this year again. They learned from them. So, you know, Mookie Betts sort of brings that to the table for the Dodgers. But big win for the Dodgers, 5-1, up uh, one nothing right now in the series. Uh, the Atlanta Braves and the Marlins. This is a series that's flying under the radar out of all of them because you know, you got the Dodgers and the Dodgers, flashy, you know, favorites, expected to win. And, you know, just, you know, it's the Dodgers. Even though they haven't won in 32 years, their brand name is so big. You know, the people are going to talk about the Yankees and the Rays. The Rays are a good upstart team. The Yankees are the Yankees. People are going to talk about the Astros series because everyone hates the Astros. And the Astros are just rolling. I've been on the Astros. Oakland are postseason chokers, guys. And you know sports is weird. Life is weird. And another thing is, too, I don't know, man. Life uh, life is, sports is weird. Like, cheaters get rewarded and stuff. Like, look at the Patriots. The Patriots cheat all the time. They won all the time. Houston cheated, and what, what happened to them? Nothing. So they have a bunch of jackass trolls on Twitter calling them names. 
They still got paid. They still won the World Series, and they're still about to go to the American League Championship Series. So did cheating, did crime pay for them? Yes, it did. It helped them win the World Series. So people aren't going to be talking about the Marlins and the Braves series but as much, but this is pretty fun, actually. You know, the Marlins are playing this bottom feeder stuff, and it's pretty cool. You got to give them credit for getting this far. And listen, I, I was on the Marlins to start the year. I told people the Marlins were going to be an upstart good team and take the season win total over 23 and a half. But I find them annoying now, actually. <laughs> like, I find the Marlins annoying. It's like, yeah, 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 bottom feeders. Just shut up and lose. Get out of our way. But so listen, they took a 4-1 lead today, and it was like, wow. Here, here, here we go. Brave choking again. Here we go. Here we go. And uh, Alcantara decides to hit Okuna. And I can't believe that he would do it on purpose. But the thing is, it's one of these deals where it's like, you're not that stupid, are you? But you, he couldn't have missed uh, like that. <laughs> like, like, not on purpose. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you can hit someone and say, well, you know, you can tell, like, yeah, the ball got away from him. It's like, dude, the guy, like, you threw a 91-mile-an-hour fastball into his hip. That's not getting away from you. And they have bad blood, these guys, all right? The Marlins and Braves hate each other, like, for real, real. Like, they, they, they would, like, they, I think they'd hit each other over the head with bats if they could. Like, they don't like each other. And Okuna's gotten into it with these guys. There's, like, a history. And, like I said, it was pretty clear it was on purpose. So, like, they interviewed Don Mattingly during the game, and they said, what happened there? And he goes, well... He goes, there's no way he would, we didn't do that on purpose. It's like, yeah, well, you didn't tell him to do that, but. So, it was 4-1. The Braves were, like, looking all lethargic. And Alcantara decides to hit Acuna, of all people. And Acuna loses it. And it came close to, like, a brawl. I don't know, but it was a playoff game. So, Acuna, like, <laughs> Acuna started walking towards the mound. And he's, like, you know, it could have gone ugly. And. He's got the bat in his hand, like he's, you know, and the ump is like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he sort of waves to the dugout like, I'm good, I'm good. But as he's saying, I'm good, he's like, don't worry. He's got his hand up like, no, oh, no, I'm good. Don't worry. Don't worry. But as he's saying that, he keeps on like approaching <laughs> still. It's like, bro, you're not good. You got to chill out, man. Like you can't get kicked out of this game. We need you. And next thing you know, man, he's on base. He got hit by the pitch. There was one out. He gets hit with a pitch. Next thing you know, it's 4-3. And the Braves are fired up. Their dugout's jaw chirping, the Marlins. And, like like I said, it's good. It's fun. Like, I can't wait for this game now. Like, these, these guys hate each other. So, and I was thinking, there's no way you're that stupid, are you? I think he is that stupid. I think he did it deliberately. I think he thought, you know what, it's 4-1, whatever. I'm going to drill him. And I think I'm going to get away with it because everyone's going to think there's no way in hell I would do this in a 4-1 game right now. You know, <laughs> this is one of these deals. I wish, like, we we had, like, a wire. Like, I wish, like, we could, uh, any, any, you know, no, that would be illegal. I was going to say, any hackers out there? Can we uh, get, get you know, get, get into the clubhouse? <laughs> Surprised that hasn't happened more often. Um, well, you know, the Patriots are probably spying on people. But, um, like, honestly, I'd like to be in that room, like with Matt and Lee and Alcantara after the game in, in, in the office, like like him telling him, like, did so what? Did you really, like, like, did you really hit him on purpose? Like, be honest with me. 
because I know you did. Like, I would be on him. I would, if I was Don Mattingly, I would lose it. Like, he was pretty calm on TV at the time, but behind the scenes, I'd tell him, you just cost this game one, kid. You don't hit him. They don't score those two runs. They don't score those two runs. I'm not positive there was one out. I'm pretty sure there was one out when he did it. Um, but they don't score those runs. You you totally lit a fire under them. We could have stolen this game. Now you just piss the Braves off. And the Braves have a lethal offense if it gets going. And it did get going. They put nine runs up. <laughs> it went from 4-1 to 9-5. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming, bottom feeders. So, yeah, I, Atlanta's going to take care of business in this series. I think Atlanta is, and one thing that's cool about this, and, you know, we can bitch about Manfred a lot and stuff like that, but I am enjoying this baseball everyday stuff. They're playing, you know, all these teams are all playing five. If it goes five, they're playing five days in a row. It's a real war of attrition. I like it. You got the uh, the Marlins. Marlins, you know, the thing is the big, big underdogs again, the Marlins in this game. Big, big, uh, big underdogs. We got Anderson going for the Braves, the kid, the rookie against uh, Lopez. And um, Braves are like minus 196. Meanwhile, it's Morton against Tanaka uh, in the Tampa, New York game. Uh, Yankees are actually uh, favorites. Minus 122. Tanaka got hit hard. Tanaka got hit hard. Um, in in uh, in his last start, like he's a little um, against Cleveland, he's a little shaky. Tanaka, the Yankees are in a little bit of trouble here. I think Tampa will get it done again. I think Tampa are the better team. Garrett Cole though is like near not impossible to beat. Tampa beat him twice in the regular season, but it's hard. It's it's hard to beat him. <laughs> like you know what I mean, it's not easy dealing with Garrett Cole. But they can only roll Garrett Cole out here twice in this series. So I think it's advantage Rays. Rays Astros will be fun. It would be a would be a good series. I think the Rays would beat the Astros. Sports Rake's late night continues. Thank you, Rays. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Portrait late night. A great job uh, in the pit uh, here this evening, uh, getting uh, the Van Halen uh, up and running. Um, you know, it's it's it sucks that he passed away. None of us are here forever, so you know, enjoy your time uh, here uh, while we have it. And um, you know, sixty five is kind of young. The guy lived a hard life. He smoked a lot. He did a lot. He drank a lot. He did everything a lot, like a lot, a lot. Like, he partied real hard, Van Halen, like, over the years. But he had a hell of a run. But I got to tell you, it's like, um, it's funny because over the last couple of weeks, I've been listening to a lot of Van Halen and Rat and, like, guitar solo stuff. And I watched the Us Festival from 1983, like, two or three times in the last month. <laughs> like, 
every time I get drunk, I'm like, I'm going to watch the US Festival. And the US Festival 1983 was really something. It was like a massive uh, rock festival in California. Um, you know, it wasn't like Woodstock or anything because it was like, um, <laughs> it kind of was, but it wasn't, it wasn't. I think it was Apple actually that did it. Um, was I think it was Apple that that put you know in the early days to put the money on for it or whatever. But each day was like different. But they had a metal day. You know, Motley Crue weren't big yet. It was like Motley Crue's breakthrough show type thing. Like that they got it was like the coveted. Oh, we got on the US Festival. But Van Halen headlined. Yeah, Van Van Halen headlined. Uh, the uh, Van Halen headlined the show, and there was a famous you know the famous story. That um, the Clash, all right, the Clash were really popular, <laughs> and and so was David Bowie. So David Bowie played too, but David Bowie's like the day before. But anyways, so Van Halen, like at the last minute, was like, "Listen, we're not playing," and there was a big controversy. Like, oh my God, Van Halen's not playing. Van Halen was like, "Listen, we found out that uh, found out the Clash and David Bowie are getting a million dollars to play this show." And they're like, we need to be the highest paid band here. And they were like, oh boy, what do you guys want? Van Halen was like, one million dollars and one cent. <laughs> they were like, just give us the one cent so we could say we were the highest paid band here. They're like, fine, here's your one million and one cent. Rest in peace, Eddie. Rest in peace, champ. Other than that, you're on your own. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.